0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio. Show, Talk Show.
1: All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for May 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the constitution of the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances are brilliant. One of the great solutions we have at our fingertips and we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. Sam from Mount Vernon asks an incredible question. George Washington, was he the greatest leader of all time? Of course, not counting the Savior Jesus Christ. I would say so. I challenge anyone to come to me with a more qualified, more humble, more dignified uh, leader. Was he perfect? Of course not. He's a human. He's like us. He's not like the Savior, Savior Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of us all. Okay, there's a big difference. I'm not at all putting any mortal man... Uh, on the plane of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Of course, Jesus was the greatest leader. But I'm telling you, you find me a person, a mere mortal on the earth, any time in history, and tell me who did a better job, who had greater fidelity to the principles that matter, who had the qualities, who did the work that a, that, a, that a George Washington did. There's another man, I would say Joseph Smith Jr., who restored the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, is one of those. I'm not telling you there's a singular... Uh, leadership here in George Washington that nobody comes close or anything. I'm just saying he is the greatest and/or one of the greatest if uh, leaders the world has ever known. Anyway, we talked about George Washington. Went to Mount Vernon. The U.S. stockpile of diesel fuel is a huge problem. They're saying there's going to be shortages on the East Coast, and ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a disaster if that happens. You say, well, I don't drive a diesel. Yeah, but everything you depend on does. Migrants, by the way, are receiving ample supplies of baby formula while the American society or the people in america can't get formula it's a big old battle going on as well we talked about that in hour one hour two we had on our guest dr scott bradley and we talked about the fact that there's order in the universe our founders knew it the question is do you we also talked about his incredible book and collegiate series called to preserve the nation available at freedomsrisingsun.com and we talked about in the traditions of the founding fathers We talked specifically about chapter 15, George Washington, the elegant exercise of power. God raised up wise men for the very purpose of writing the Constitution of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about Naomi Judd died as a self-inflicted gunshot wound. She committed suicide, if you will. And that's a sad tragedy. We compared that in our society today where nobody turns to God. Nobody realizes that family matters. You got to know someone loves you you got to know people really love you. you got to know God loves you. you got to know your godly heritage. It's helpful to understand your American heritage. Because when you do, then you realize there's more to your life. And even if you're suffering, you realize that you follow Christ. And we all take upon ourselves as disciples uh, the willingness to bear his cross, if you will. Uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I want to say it's a sacred duty for the followers of Christ. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's show, available at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, spread the word, word share the love, it's free. Uh, and now we'll launch into the news the network refused to use today. Our guest, Chris Carlson, joins us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir.
2: Thank you, Sam. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir.
1: All right, you watched 2,000 Mules, as many of us are doing. I watched it as well, and Chris wants to do a in-depth review, and it's about time, sir.
2: Yes, sir. God bless Dinesh D'Souza. That's what I want to start this program off with, Sam and Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. God bless those good folks. Uh, I, I understand that um, Greg Phillips is now being persecuted and possibly prosecuted for his good work, on two thousand mules. And that is very sad because if you if you actually watch the documentary, which we did, you you'll be very become very angry or very embarrassed if you are a member of the Democrat Party or Democratic Party, however you will characterize that. Because it exposes massive, massive after the twenty twenty election, Sam, that this was the the most secure, the most honest election in the history of our country not even close. So we're going to do a review of, of what they did, how they did it, and the results they came up with. So they used um, a technology called geotracking, and this is something that uh, that a lot of uh, marketing companies, uh, a lot of government law enforcement agencies, and the intelligence community uses on a routine basis, whereby they can actually track you based on uh, your cell phone. They know where you are. They know what time you were there. Uh, they don't know what you did there, but they can gather this information and, and create a, an outline or a pattern uh, of perhaps uh, implication, implicating you in a criminal activity or, uh, in this case specifically, the criminal activity would be uh, visiting drop boxes uh, where you would uh, deliver ballots that were illegally harvested and filled out and uh, submitted uh, for recording in the 2020 presidential election, and they used it, and they were able to obtain a lot of this information. I don't know exactly where they got it from, uh, the, the some sort of election commission or something. So um, what they did is they went to some uh, the the battleground states of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Georgia, that would be Georgia. They went to Phoenix. Arizona, the major city there, they went to uh, Michigan, the Detroit area, and they went to Philadelphia. Uh, For the first time in 2020, ballot boxes were used to vote. True the Vote was able to use technology to track cell phones through geotracking to determine whether these mules were uh, at during where they were at during a period uh, using digital footprints. Law enforcement, the intelligence community, and marketers use this technology on a regular basis, Sam. True the vote and, and Catherine uh, Engelbrecht, by the way, uh, started this organization to the Vote, and they were the ones responsible for gathering all this information and organizing it in a way to uh, evince a pattern of massive, massive fraud. They were able to purchase hundreds of terabytes, which uh, you probably know more than I. That's a lot of information of these digital footprints. And they did so between October 1st, which apparently was the first time you could use your mail-in ballot to vote through to the election, which would be, I think, November 3rd or 4th, if I recall correctly. The people under observation must have made 10 unique visits to one of the 309 drop boxes in Atlanta, Georgia. So we're, we're, this is focusing on specifically the Atlanta uh, fraud metro area and made at least five visits to one of the get out the vote organizations and I use the example of ACORN as an example of a get out the vote organization. There are tons of them and they're non-governmental organizations that encourage people to, to get out the vote who may not otherwise get out. But it looks like they've become fraud clearinghouses for vote fraud in this case. Okay. So uh, they so they identified in the Atlanta metro area uh, 400 and t- 242 mules that satisfied that criteria. Remember, the criteria was very high. You had to visit at least 10 drop boxes and visit at least one of the get out the vote organizations. Now, a lot of mules did not reach that high qualification, so they were not counted in this study. So the, the results that they came up with, Sam, uh, underrepresented probably what was reality. So in Milwaukee, they identified 100 mules. In Phoenix, they identified 200 mules. In Michigan, they identified 500. And then in Philadelphia, they identified 1,100 mules. And it all added up to over 2,000, hence the title 2,000 mules. Okay. Uh, so the technology they they used – allowed them to objectively and scientifically determine, and they also had video evidence. In fact, they had 10, let's see, 4 million uh, minutes, and that's million minutes of video evidence actually showing these mules going up to election drop boxes in these various locations, in these various metropolitan areas, and and dropping ballots into the box and you could see that there was more than one ballot and that's called ballot harvesting and it is illegal in every one of these swing states where they operated. So it's it's not speculation and, and it the video evidence proves that they were depositing more than just one ballot. So that in itself the video you evidence realize, itself, hold on
1: do you realize how many four million minutes of video is? Do you you understand how much time that is? It's hard to think about in minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, 4 million minutes of video is 66,666.6666 whatever minutes. I mean hours. Okay, so 4 million minutes is over 66,600 hours. And they had to comb through all that video, ladies and gentlemen, to hone in on these specific mules. But they got the goods, and the video is in the movie.
2: Chris? Yeah, and they and they show various uh, you know perpetrators of this of this uh, criminal enterprise, and it is a criminal enterprise. And they they uh, interviewed uh, a couple of um, whistleblowers, which is very telling. Uh, but a lot of whistleblowers obviously are not going to spill the beans on this because they are literally, Sam, and this one whistleblower said this, they're literally threatened with death if they spill the beans on this criminal operation.
1: Hang tight. We have a whole lot more for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is a barn burner issue. Before, there's been a lot of speculation about evidence, but every time people want the crack and it never came. 2,000 mules breaks that issue and now has the smoking gun. Chris Carlson continues in seconds on your
3: radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com.
1: Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carlson riding shotgun on the show today. We're talking about an in-depth review of 2,000 Mules. It is a blockbuster, ladies and gentlemen. It is a must-see. Even Newsmax and Fox, the supposed conservative news organizations, won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. What's wrong with these wimps? The fact is it's hard-hitting, and it is the smoking gun. The review continues now, ladies and gentlemen, we rewind to summarize the 2020 election to give you a handle on exactly what happened, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Chris? Okay, I'm going to take your audience, your radio audience, back to uh, the night of the 2020 presidential elections. As you know, Sam, people treat this as a sporting event nowadays. It's a very exciting thing. And Trump supporters were, in fact, enthused because the numbers in the battleground states of Georgia, of Arizona— of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania were looking up for Donald Trump. The news media were, were reporting as much. The film begins with excerpts from various news outlets. This is uh, 20, uh 2000 Mules. Uh, it begins with uh, various news outlets reporting that things were looking up for Donald Trump. In fact, uh, my friend, now now I'm gonna go ahead and give, give you a disclaimer at this point, uh, Sam, and to your radio audience. I am not a Trump supporter. Okay, so it would seem odd that I would be defending his position in this ordeal, but I'm not necessarily defending his position per se. What I'm defending uh, in this discussion, Sam, is honest voting. That's all I'm defending, because I didn't vote for Trump the first time. I didn't vote for Trump the second time. And I will never vote for Donald Trump because I disagree. Now, by the way,
1: I yours truly did not and will not vote for Donald either. I, recommend, okay. I recognize the good that he does. I also highlight the bad that he does, and I give credit when credit's due. But I did not vote for, and I will not vote for, Donald Trump. Go ahead, sir.
2: Yeah, but but this is not about Donald Trump. It, it has never been about personality for me, Sam. It's been about principle. And the principle is if we don't have an honest voting system in this country, um, and, and I'm going to appeal to people who think we have a democracy, which we don't which we don't, uh, we don't have a democracy then, nor do we have a republic. And, of course, that's ex- exactly what we do have as a republic. But if we don't have the freedom to believe or to, to expect that our votes will be honestly counted and that uh, fraudulent votes will not be counted, we do not have a republic. We have a dictatorship, and whoever is controlling the flow of those votes is the one so, who are dictating the terms to us. So anyway, going back to election night, here's what I here's the text that I sent my friend who I knew would be voting for, for Trump and would be excited about the results that we were seeing unfold before our very eyes at that time. I said, quote, are you happy now? It looks as if your champion is going to win the election. And most people did believe that Donald Trump was going to win the election. Now, at this juncture, I'm going to clarify, OK, I already did that. Oh, and then of course I just wanted to put a, a plug in for Don Blankenship of the Constitution Party. That's who I voted for. No, a lot of people don't divulge who they voted for. They they consider that personal information. But that's that's who I voted for. Anyway. By the way, let's uh, be
1: very clear, that's who I voted for as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh CNN reported on in that morning. Duh, 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 oh. Sorry, the big lie. Um, CNN reported that morning that, and I wish I had the quote right in front of me, but they basically said, you know, you may have gone to bed thinking that Donald Trump was going to win the presidential election, but that's not how it turned out. Now, something happened overnight, and everybody witnessed this personally because they knew that in those battleground states, Trump was leading and that he was expected, he was slated to win. But interestingly enough, and this should be a huge, huge smoking gun to everybody, and it was. It was because I I believe that that most Republicans and conservatives do believe that Donald Trump was going to win. And in the morning they say, surprise, um, Joe Biden won the election. Okay, that should should be a big smoking gun for most people. And then people started uh, uh, claiming that it was a fraudulent election, and of course they used the term the big lie. Uh, and D- Dinesh D'Souza then talks about how Trump and his supporters' accusations of voter, voter fraud were met with counter accusations of the big lie, and it was the most secure election in our nation's history. You remember that. They, they had repeated it over and over and over like programmed parrots, and it wasn't. And then he goes into uh, – we'll, we'll talk about the Salem Radio Network later. He talks about… You know, people, for example, um, Sebastian Gorka talks about uh, that a a lot of people sense that there was fraud. There was massive fraud in in the election. Yeah, the bottom line is there's been
1: allegations of fraud, but nobody's been able to deliver the Kraken. Nobody's been able to really give the goods. Mike Lindell had a big old to do. And when he got done, it was a big old, you know, nothing burger. Uh, Basically, he said, I got the goods. And a lot of IT folks looked at it and said, hey, this isn't really, um, you know, Mike doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, It's just a bunch of garbly goop data. And then other people said, no, we got the election fraud. Sidney Powell has it. She's delivering it in court. And then she released her information. And people said, you know what? There's some witnesses and there's some testimony and there's some affidavits, but there's not enough here. And so everybody looked around and said, "There is no smoking gun." You make alleged alleged vote fraud allegations, Uh, even um, you know the New York, um, what's that guy's name? The New York old New York mayor, who's Donald Trump's friend, who is an attorney. What's that guy's name? Oh, oh, yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani even made all those claims and his turned out to be a big old nothing burger. And, you know, about 10 different people said they had the goods. This is the and nobody had it. And so even the conservatives at Salem Radio Network and other places, even conservative people who you would think would be concerned about this are like, look, you know, what? at first I thought there was vote fraud, too, but nobody can produce anything. So we're going to have to let it go. We're going to have to get past it. Forget it. The elections in the past. Um, yeah. But now the research of 2,000 mules and the research of Catherine Albrecht um, – Catherine and others – it's not Albrecht, it's uh, – um, what's her name?
5: Oh, Engelbrecht. Uh, Engelbrecht.
1: Engelbrecht, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> Catherine Engelbrecht, she basically withdrew the vote, has proven th- there is evidence. And that's the difference. And so what happens is these Salem media people, and we'll talk about them in a minute, but they started out saying, you know what? We appreciate it, but nobody can produce evidence. It's a lost cause. We're past this. And that's really the the idea of the film to say, look, we're past it. There's no evidence, right?
2: Wrong. Yes. Chris? Wrong. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And even I, I mean... Obviously, uh, gut feelings don't stand up in a court of law, Sam. You, you, can't, you can't just say, well, you know, I heard this and I heard that. And there were isolated incidents. and uh, Joel Skousen, by the way, did a magnificent job in uh, reporting isolated incidences uh, here in Georgia, in Wisconsin, in um, uh, Michigan, in Arizona. But that in Pennsylvania, necessarily... we even
1: had our buddy Matt Staver of Liberty Council in Pennsylvania put somebody on uh-huh. the ground and dig in and prove it and come on Liberty Roundtable live and tell about it. We had the goods in limited fashion, but not enough wide scale to make the point or to carry the ball. The mainstream press turned against us, including these conservative hosts we're talking about.
2: Chris? Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, even the mainstream media would admit, yeah, but you, you're you right, in these isolated instances because whistleblowers would come out and there would be videos of whistleblowers. And, and Joe Skousel was really good in documenting those. But then the mainstream media, as they could no longer say that it was the most honest election in American history, were forced to say, okay, there were isolated incidences. But it was not enough to overturn the election. And that's another area where Dinesh D'Souza and Catherine Ingelbrecht and greg phillips goes into and i think we should probably do that was the fraud enough to overturn the election
5: okay like
1: dinesh d'souza then went into a meeting room with the following people from salem media now salem media is big salem media is mainstream and these are the hosts that literally said hey there's no evidence we're past it so dinesh d'souza took them all into a room Asked them if they believe there was vote fraud and if they believe there was evidence, and they literally all said, "No, it's there's nothing. It's a big old nothing burger." Who are we talking about? Larry Elder, Eric Metaxas, Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, and Sebastian Gorka. All of them basically said, all of them from Salem Radio or Salem Media. Uh, basically said, you know, no, we don't really believe it. There's just no evidence. We, we first thought that was the case. We were concerned, too. It looked strange to us. Our gut said there was, but look, nobody's been able to deliver the information. And so he takes these people through the reality of the discovery.
2: Chris? Yeah. Yeah, and even Sebastian Gorka pointed out that Trump had gotten 10 million votes more in the 2020 election than he had gotten four years previously in the 2016 election. Of course that doesn't prove anything it's it's incredibly circumstantial as evidence but it doesn't prove anything and of course the 81 million votes that joe biden got was unprecedented in the history of of presidential elections but again it doesn't prove anything so they all went in skeptical
1: as could be ladies and gentlemen justly so in my opinion But ladies and gentlemen, things changed as they learned what has been uncovered by Catherine and Greg Phillips. We'll talk about it with Chris Carlson in seconds on your radio.
0: Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with
6: Tim Burke. The hunt is on for a Texas Capitol murderer inmate who escaped while being transported this week. Police say Gonzalo Lopez managed to get out of his restraints and stab a bus driver, then took off somewhere near the town of Centerville, about two hours north of Austin. Residents have been warned to stay indoors.
7: We're locked and loaded. I mean, that's who we are. I mean, we, we protect our neighbors. It's just crazy. Everybody's pretty much armed and ready to go.
6: Lopez was convicted of killing a man with a pickaxe russia's deputy foreign minister says moscow will take adequate measures if nato deploys nuclear forces closer to the russian border president biden said he had a good conversation with the leaders of finland and sweden about security following the russian invasion of ukraine and their possible invitation to join nato usa radio news
7: how does balance of nature help your body well, let's look at the science. Your body is made up of billions of cells. Each one of these cells has a specific job to do inside of your body. From carrying oxygen from your lungs to your brain, to fending off diseases and other foreign invaders. So how do you keep these all-important cells healthy? You have to feed them fruits and vegetables. Eating a diet rich in a wide variety of fruits and vegetables will give you all of the necessary nutrients your cells need to carry out their jobs. Balance of Nature provides your body with this wide range of nutrients in the easiest way possible. You don't have to worry about buying, storing, or preparing produce every day. All the nutrition fits easily into your hand. Trust the science and start your journey to better health today by calling one 800 246 or go to balanceofnature.com and be sure to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code USA.
6: The U.S. Postal Service is holding a food drive to stamp out hunger today. This is the 30th year in a row the postal workers have collected food donations that go to local churches, food banks, and food pantries. They need non-perishable food items. They can't take items in glass containers, homemade items, and expired food. The USPS saying to place a donation in a bag and leave it by your mailbox for pickup. A huge pro-abortion rights rally is set for the National. Mall in Washington, D.C., this weekend. An estimated 17,000 people are expected to turn out for Saturday's rally to protest a possible overturning of the Supreme Court's landmark Roe v. Wade decision. An illegally leaked draft opinion from the nation's highest court suggested Roe v. Wade may be overturned. The event will begin around the Washington Monument and move to the Supreme Court building later in the afternoon before ending at the Capitol. USA Radio News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, 2,000 Mules, the incredible documentary film in review. Chris Carlson with me, breaking it down. So Dinesh D'Souza, the filmmaker, brought all these guys from Salem Radio or Salem Media into the uh, uh, room and said, hey, do you guys believe that vote fraud occurred? Nah, we've seen all the you know so-called promised evidence and it's not there. No, we don't. And then he proceeds to take them through his evidence, and at the end, they are absolutely
2: shocked. Chris, the evidence starts now. Okay, so the big question then becomes because even the mainstream media, as we pointed out, Sam, admitted, yes, there were isolated incidences of voter fraud, but not enough to overturn the election. They were ridiculing Trump and blah, blah, blah. And Trump supporters were really offended by that. So, Dinesh D'Souza and his team go into whether or not there was enough evidence to overturn the election. And I don't want to give you too many of the numbers because it could get boring. But what they did is yeah, you got to give some okay. numbers. OK, it really? Let, let, hammers the evidence is the point. OK, so they have identified in, in the bar, for the criteria that they used to determine whether or not they were going to use a number was that each meal had to visit at least 10 drop boxes and visit at least uh, one of the get out the vote centers. Uh, and based on that criteria alone, and they could have expanded that and made it a little, little less conservative. And we're going to go into that in a little bit here too. But based on that very high bar of criteria, if 250 meals in Georgia visited 24 drop boxes uh, on average, and that's what they've determined th- – these are just averages. I mean obviously it varies from mule to mule. And then an average of five illegal uh, ballots per visit were deposited in those drop boxes, Sam. That would have uh, given Donald Trump an additional – 30,000 votes, and he uh, he lost by 12,000 votes in the state of Georgia. Thus, that would give him the victory in all of the uh, electors in the state of Georgia. That would give him 16 electors in the state of Georgia. Ching, ching, so add that to the list. In Arizona, 200 mules visited an average of 20 drop boxes with an average of five illegal ballots. That would turn the election by 20 votes. That would then – and all he needed was 10,000, so 20,000 to 10,000. Ching-ching, that gives Donald Trump the election in Arizona and all the 11 electoral votes for that. Ching-ching, and then we go to Philadelphia, 1,100 mules were identified who made an average visit of 50 drop boxes with an average of five illegal ballots per visit to the drop boxes, giving him – A whopping 275,000 additional votes that were stolen from him, uh, more than overcoming the 80,000 vote threshold that he needed to overcome in order to be Biden to Ching. So Philadelphia goes to him, you add all those up, and it swings the vote by 20 electoral votes in those uh, three battleground states alone giving donald trump 279 total electoral votes to joe biden's 259 there you have your evidence right there there were enough votes illegally cast by these mules to to um, overturn the election and they got the proof dead to rights and when i found that out I was both overjoyed, Sam, and then I was discouraged because I know I know exactly what's going to happen. I know people who support Joe Biden and who hate um, Donald Trump are going to say they're going to say, well, this is all fraudulent. I'm not even going to watch this. And that's my fear that people won't, because I think if you have just a scintilla of honesty in your heart and you watch this documentary and you look at the evidence, you look at the film footage that they document in it and you listen to the uh, the whistleblowers, whose faces and voices are disguised, I think if you have a scintilla of honesty in your heart that you will come to the same conclusion that you and I, Sam, have come to, that this was a dishonest election and it needs to be overturned. And reconciliation needs to be made to the American people. And I hope that happens, but I'm afraid that it won't. I, I, I'm afraid that people uh, who are just so angry And hateful towards uh, Republican and conservative principles and for whatever reason wants Joe Biden as much damage as he's done over the last year and a half in office I've got a feeling a lot of those people are just going to refuse to look at that evidence so we need to get out in this case not get out the vote we need to get out the evidence so that there can be a revolution of honesty and integrity in our election system the next time, at least, if not reconciliation, made for what happened a year and a half ago. We were defrauded, and we should be angry, and we should demand justice. We should demand that there be a congressional investigation, at least state investigations, um, you know, for those people who are concerned with those matters. So... But, but we, it needs to begin with getting out the evidence and, and showing our neighbors, showing our friends, our family members this film. Have film nights. I'm going to have a film night. I'm going to invite everybody who I think is open-minded enough and maybe some of those who, who may not be, who I may not think I of. think we got to work on renting out a theater. I think we got to go to a theater and see if
1: we can't rent it out
2: and play the movie. Let's do it. I'll work with you on that, Sam.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen. So listen, I wanted to find a few terms because Chris is so on fire for this. He's doing a great job breaking it down, telling you the facts. But you got to know some basics, though. First off, people are saying, Sam, what's a mule? What the heck does 2,000 mules mean? Well, first off, a mule is a term used when they talk about drug traffickers. A mule picks up the drugs from a source, delivers it to a destination for distribution. That's considered a drug mule. Well, now they're using the mule term for election ballots, saying, look, they pick them up from these, quote, entity nonprofit sources, and then they distribute them to ballot boxes. Uh, and, And so these mules run around and, you know, basically move. Or traffic ballots like they do drugs okay that's what you got to understand And so how mules akin to Mexican cartel mules for example um, how they were able to pad Biden's election numbers in five key swing states so listen we believe this is going on in all 3,000 plus counties in the country but they wait basically narrowed this down to highlight the point to develop the pattern and to say hey look you know what in in utah in a very conservative county where i live there might be mules running around doing this but you know what it probably won't change the outcome of the election uh it's too republican of a state too conservative of a state so they basically narrowed their results down to these democratic strongholds where the swing states changed the election where when you went to bed overnight they said look we're going to stop counting ballots but then you woke up and well how did all of a sudden biden win if they stopped counting ballots well, the answer is because they counted ballots. They manipulated the results overnight. Well, they told you they weren't going to count, and you went to sleep. Well, so the point is they narrowed this all down to 2,000 mules. So they took 2,000 of the best examples, or I should say of the examples that they thought uh, would make the most sense, that they had video on and cell phone or tracking data on. And then they delivered these 2,000, and they said, look, in each state, what would happen? Would it have changed the election if these mules didn't dump these ballots? And the answer is they found out yes and in one state they found out no but overall it would change the outcome nationally of the election for sure so that's why they narrowed down this whole thing and gave you this 2000 mules 2000 relates to the examples that they delivered proof on in the video the mules refers to the drug or ballot traffickers in this case uh and the case studies are the ones that they had cell phone evidence on in other words tracking where did your cell phone go why is your cell phone right by a ballot box in the middle of the night whoa there's video of you, uh, along with your cell phone data, uh, at this ballot. And there's video of you stuffing ballots in the box at 3 a.m. or something. What's going on with that? Okay, that's why they have the the numbers of how many ballot, I'm sorry, how many times you visited the ballot box, uh, etc. Does your cell phone data match the video that shows you uh, doing this? Um, they've got them multiple ways you know we're always taught in the news business to make sure you source something from two or three sources don't just go with a single source they didn't that's why the cell phone data was purchased and used and that's why the government camera video was used alongside and that's why they put the bar so high to say look the average of 10 times or at least five times or you know these things go into the ballot box because you might go yourself and then you might go for your grandma there might be legitimate reasons in certain states to go more than once but you certainly don't go 10 times in the middle of the night you certainly aren't on video stuffing the ballots so much into the, uh, the ballot box that they fall on the ground and you have to pick them up. You certainly don't take pictures of you depositing the ballots into the box. Why would you do that? Well, the reason they say they took pictures is so they could prove that they did the deed or that they delivered the goods so they could get paid. An average of $10 a ballot they got paid is the allegation. So this is the summary that you need to understand. This kind of puts all the nuts and bolts together. How did it happen? That's how it happened, folks. That's the summary of Dinesh D'Souza's incredible film, 2,000 Mules. Now, at the end of the movie, I want you to understand, these uh, Salem radio hosts are absolutely, beside themselves, shocked, Chris.
2: Yeah, can I just add something to what you just said, Sam? So there there is criminal evidence then. Congress could uh, could hold hearings on this because there is now they won't they're the
1: ones that are attacking us over january 6th they avoided hearings they won't
2: do it okay they should have done it
1: they should have done it but they let the january 6th scandal unfold uh with again now you got mules changing the votes and provocateurs blaming it on we the people as terrorists right hang tight chris carlson in seconds
5: In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8.44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power revelation 13 2 the extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted it also explains why american capitalists support communism in the 21st century note one that behavior of capitalists was predicted by vladimir lenin a cell of the beast Note two, Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day, end-time capitalists, is that Ford was born and educated in the kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21.
1: All right, happy to have you along, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure what happened to the music there. It was quite low, but other than that, we're surviving. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Chris Carlson breaking it down just for you. So there was five key swing states they were working on here, Chris, that's really important to understand because all these states would have affected the election, and that's why they narrowed their focus to handle these. But I'm saying, you know what, just because, let's say, Utah might not have changed the national outcome of the 2020 election, we still need to investigate every single county in the country. Why? Because they might be doing this on my local level for my governor or my state offices or my county offices or and so on and so on. And so even though maybe it wouldn't change the outcome of 2020, it's not about Donald. It's about vote fraud. And vote fraud might be happening in your county regardless. And so they did the sample. They set the pattern. But now the clarion call in the movie is for law enforcement and the people to get together and expand this reality to all counties. Was there vote fraud in Utah County, Utah, where Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson live? Yes or no? Did they use mules in our area to swing maybe local elections or maybe as part of the national narrative in hopes that even if uh, they didn't do enough in a given swing state that they might have you know, moved the needle somewhere else or the, totali- the, the totality uh, would have made the difference down the line, right? So this is a broader discussion, Chris.
2: Yeah, and not, not only that— <clears throat> But in order to comport with those states where Donald Trump lost by vote fraud, you have to suppress the appearance of him having won in overwhelming fashion in neighboring states. So it doesn't look like such a great contrast. Do you see what I'm saying? You have to make it look like he was not as popular across the board. So they have to, to suppress some of the votes in even the states where he won. So it doesn't look like, for example, if, if Utah had uh, voted for him by a margin of 85% to 15%. And then in, in the state of Nevada, he, he lost overwhelmingly. Th- that would look suspicious, don't you think? Because we're not a whole lot different. In other words, they, they have to make it look like he wasn't popular across the board, even in those states where he was popular. You know, to make it look like a, a general consensus across the board. I'm not sure if I'm getting that point across very well, Sam. So there, I believe there's vote fraud. And, of course, I mean, the, the black box machines that we use for voting uh, are a means whereby they can suppress the vote. They don't need to use mules. But I think they used mules uh, just because they wanted evidence in the form of a ballot to prove, aha, yeah, here's a, here's a, a ballot that proves that somebody cast a vote for Joe Biden. So they don't want to use uh, the high-tech uh, means all the time because then it looks kind of suspicious.
1: Anyway. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I want to make this very clear to you. D'Souza, the filmmaker, along with Catherine uh, and Greg, break down the numbers, ladies and gentlemen, to see if it would have changed the outcome of the election. Now, here's what I find interesting in their in their scientific analysis, their data. In Wisconsin, by the way, they used 100 mules as their example, who averaged 28 Dropbox visits each, which relates to about 14,000 suspect votes. That's 6,000 votes short. You heard me. 6,000 votes short of giving Donald Trump the win. So in Wisconsin, it would not have moved the needle enough to give electoral votes to Donald. But there was mules there. And the mules affected about 14,000 votes. It wasn't enough. They didn't get out the mules enough in Wisconsin. But in Georgia, you get 30,000 suspect votes, more than enough to put the, quote, win for Georgia in Biden's column. Arizona, 200 mules. Okay? 20,000 suspect votes, giving the win again to Trump. In Philadelphia alone, for example, ladies and gentlemen, now you narrow it down to a city, 1,100 mules, average 50 Dropbox visits apiece, giving us 275,000 suspect votes, giving the lead to Trump. Okay, even if we look at these uh, 2,000 mules in these swing states, it gives Trump the win, but we're not even looking all over the place, okay? It isn't about Donald. It isn't about the 2020 election. Yes, that's the sampling right now, but it's about election fraud all over the country. Remember, I just told you 14,000 votes in Wisconsin uh, were manipulated by mules. Just because it didn't change the outcome of the 2020 election, that doesn't mean there's no
2: vote fraud. See, we've got to take this all 3,000-plus county-wide, Chris. Yes, and and that's what they do. They actually do that. So the the 10 drop boxes and the the one uh, get out the vote visit was a very very high bar or a very very high criteria if you lower that criteria slightly and you say okay we're going to look at mules that visited only five drop boxes at least you know or higher and uh deposited at least three illegal votes per drop box that then adds up to 810,000 illegal votes across the nation. Now, based on that criteria, and this is a lot of you know just averaging and doing a slight amount of speculation, you have uh, 305 electoral votes now being given to Donald Trump against Biden's 233 electoral votes, giving Donald Trump a landslide victory, as if the, the previous numbers, uh, 279 to 259, were not a landslide. Either way you look at it, Donald Trump wins the election. Now, am I, would I be happy about that? No, because I didn't vote for him. Nevertheless and notwithstanding, again, I will reiterate what this is all about. It's about voter integrity. It's about knowing that your vote is being counted and illegal votes are not being counted. And that's what makes me upset about this whole thing. It seems like both Democrats and Republicans Sam are ignoring the fact that there was a sufficient amount of evidence to determine that voter fraud did overturn the 2020 presidential election and it's about the principle of the thing It's about knowing that our integrities have or our elections have integrity and that we can trust that our vote will be counted and All nobody right, Let me else explain
1: let me explain something people need to really understand with this Because what they want to do is deceive you with manipulation and the blurring of ideas. Write that down. Quote, the blurring of ideas, quote, creates confusion. What do I mean? Well, there's two questions. Was there vote fraud? Yes or no? Did the vote fraud then have enough mojo, if you will, to change the outcome of the 2020 election? Those are not. A singular idea, ladies and gentlemen, they are two reality check discussion points that need to be separated and analyzed. Why do I say that? Because whether we whether it would change the election or not in 2020 is a good question. And in the case of the 2000 Mules movie, they proved that it would have in the five key swing states. I get it. I agree. But here's where they confuse you. They want you to believe that, oh, whether it would have changed the election or not is the question. That isn't the question. It's one of the questions, but it isn't. The question, do you read me loud and clear, my fellow Americans, the salient million-dollar question, $64,000 question, whatever you want to say, is was there vote fraud in your precinct, in your county? Because if there was, you might have an illegitimate governor, an illegitimate county commissioner, an illegitimate mayor in your city.
2: And hey, he may I or may not on be and on a and on, Democrat. Right? And, and he may be a Republican.
1: And you may like him, you know, but the fact is, whether the 2020 election or not, whether Donald won or not, whether it would have changed the national outcome or not, is not relevant to the question. Was there vote fraud in your municipality, your county, your precinct, your whatever? That's a separate question. And what they try what they're trying to do is blur all this to say, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So what's the big deal? No, no. What wouldn't have mattered anyway? Oh, well, Donald, it isn't about Donald. It isn't about 2020. It isn't about whether these five key swing states would have changed. Yeah, that's part of the question. They're good questions, but they're downstream questions from the factual question. If there was vote fraud in your county, then we need to prosecute criminals, don't we? Period. Donald has nothing to do with that in my state, in my county, in my precinct, in my municipality. Nothing. So it isn't about And what they want to do is they want to polarize this around Donald. They want to polarize this around, will it would it have changed the national outcome? Well, we're already past that. That's a couple of years ago, don't you know that, Sam? I mean, that was back in 2020. You realize it's 2022, don't you? No, see, now you're falling for the blurring of ideas. Lie. No, it does matter because there's an election coming up right now. No, Donald's not in it. No, it's not 2020. That's why that doesn't matter. Those things matter to prove the facts. Sure, they're valuable questions. I'm not saying they don't matter. What I'm saying is you can't wrap up the future of elections. You can't wrap up the different precincts, the different counties, and the different states' elections. In this, it's already passed idea. In this, it's about Donald Trump idea. In this, well, it wouldn't have changed the national outcome idea because none of those things are relevant in local politics, in state politics, in county minis- and counties and municipalities. What matters is was there and is there vote fraud? If so, let's dig in, get the truth, and prosecute criminals. If not, ladies and gentlemen, then let's let's designate a county clean, if you will, and build confidence
2: in the voter. That's what this is about, Chris. Yeah. Because outrage and justice and doing something about this problem takes effort and energy on your part, and people just don't want to put forth that effort and, and inconvenience. Their I do, lives. buddy. I want to drill in and get it done, buddy. I take no prisoners. <laughs> let's go. Well, you do so six days a week. (laughs) I'll tell you that, two hours a day. I want to tear uh, it up,
1: buddy, and stand for God, family, and country every day of my life. I want to die in that effort.
2: Well, you know, um, I just don't want to to die prematurely in that effort. Yeah. Um, The the cause of our God, the cause of, of our battle against tyranny in this country is the Lord's cause, and we need to be engaged in that fight. Somebody said, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I remember now. (laughs) Lieutenant Carlson. Yeah, we need to be engaged in the fight because the the battle is the Lord's. And, you know, once we engage in that fight, then we find ourselves securely and unequivocally on the Lord's side. And that's where we need to be in this fight, because if we're not engaged, then whose side are we on? And if we're sitting on the fence, that's not a very good position to be in. You know, you got to choose your side in this battle because it is a righteous fight and is it righteous cause I'm going to get behind. And if we're not doing at least something, I mean look look at what Dinesh D'Souza and Catherine Ingelbrecht and Greg Phillips have done for us. They have given us all of the information we need. We don't even need to do the research now, Sam. All we need to do is to buy the film, it's $29.99, and invite a bunch of friends and family over to watch it. How much easier could it be? That's all we need to do. And then they can activate their friends and family and hopefully this thing will snowball, and hopefully it'll get up to the, the highest echelons of power. I doubt it, like you said, because one of their greatest uh, weapons is to just ignore the evidence and pretend that it's not there. And then if if it comes up in a conversation, then they can say, All oh, right. yeah. Well, so we got a lot to
1: about. talk about next hour, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk about this reality check. Everybody wants to look to the federal government to solve your problems. Would you quit doing that? Would you just stop that? Let me explain to you about jurisdictional authority, ladies and gentlemen. The federal government is irrelevant to this. That 10-mile-square Washington District of Criminals is irrelevant to vote fraud in your county. You got it? Write it down. It's irrelevant to your vote fraud in the United States. The United States are not the federal government. There are jurisdictional boundaries and differences and a separation of powers. The Supreme Court calls it dual sovereigns. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dig in and talk about that. We'll talk about the persecution that poor Greg Phillips is experiencing, and then we'll talk about my ideas for solutions and what we, the people, are going to do about it. You ready? Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. Chris,
2: final word this hour is yours. Okay, without God, Sam, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. about freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty sir. We
1: declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Broadcasting Live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is indeed the broadcast for May the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022, the goal to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country using the supreme law of the land the Constitution for the United States of America and using the checks and balances that our founding fathers gave us. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips, rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Last hour, we drilled in big time an in-depth review, if you will, of the recently released documentary, Film Two Thousand Mules available at SalemNow.com, and we talked about how Two Thousand Mules helped Biden steal the election. What's a mule? Well, like a drug cartel mule, the mule basically gets drugs from the drug kingpins and then moves it to the distribution points. That's a drug mule. Well, we got ballot mules who got ballots from nonprofit liberal extreme organizations and deliver them to drop boxes. Well, Dinesh D'Souza, the filmmaker. Uh, And others got together and really drilled into this. And they've got two data points that are key. One is cell phone tracking data, where your cell phone was at certain times. Why is your cell phone by a ballot box over and over and over like 10 times? Huh? Why is that happening in the middle of the night over and over and over? Secondly, why do we have you on film stuffing the ballot box and then taking pictures of your work? And then why do we have witnesses who are willing to testify that they paid the mules every week to do this? Vote fraud, smoking gun, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Now, you got to understand D'Souza went into a meeting room with a lot of these Salem uh, media hosts or whatever, right? Larry Elder, Eric Metaxas, Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, and Sebastian Gorka, and they all were like, nah, we believe we're past vote. Nobody delivered the crack, and there's nothing to it. They started out having that view. At the end, they were shocked. Here is their response.
4: Never in US history has a presidential election been as thoroughly corrupted by coordinated fraud across multiple states as we now know took place in 2020. There's an easy way to bust it, but it's not the way you think. It's not to go find the ballots in the ballot mix. You can't do that. The way to find it is these guys have the cell phone identification of all the mules, all of them. So law enforcement has to step in at this point, and their next step—what were is, you doing seven Is times to go, go in interview that, the right. mules. Who paid you? Right. Where did you get the money? Will any state's law enforcement do this? This is a big question. The mules aren't going to fess up. They—they know they're participating in something that is Well fishy. You got—you
3: got them on videotape. You got two thousand people who are committing felonies.
4: Right. I'd like you to just reflect about what you've learned today and how you're feeling and thinking about it. It's just sickening to me. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening.
1: Dennis Prager, what you showed is frightening. He was the biggest naysayer at the start of the film. Now he's going, whoa. So ladies and gentlemen, D'Souza and the other key leaders in this film broke down. The numbers to see if it would have changed the outcome of the election. The answers are resounding beyond imagination, yes. But they only had 2,000 examples. That's why it's called 2,000 mules. I submit to you there's mules all over the country that were used, ladies and gentlemen. we got to find uh, out uh, in every single county <clears throat> of the country the reality here, ladies and gentlemen. Every single county.
2: Chris? Yeah, and in, in those states that they um, uh, did the research in, that was just five states. They were just the battleground states. Yeah, we don't know how many mules there are in other states. In fact, the criteria they used to come up with that we number We don't even know how many plus. mules there
1: are in those five states. They only used 2,000 as their example. There's way more than that.
2: Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. The criteria that they used to determine um, what mules they would use you know, for their observation was very high. If they lowered those, that criteria, then it would be um, maybe 20,000 mules or maybe even more. So, yeah, so if I went by a ballot
1: ballot box four times, they didn't count me. Yeah. Okay. but why would I be going by a ballot box four times? And what video does it show when I went by those ballot boxes, those four times based on cell phone tracking data? What video shows what I did when I was there? And when did I go? See, should you be going to a ballot four times ballot box or different ballot boxes? Should you be going in the middle of the night? Okay. All these things point to this fraud, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Do we have the goods? Well, we have the evidence. What now needs to happen is investigators need to go ahead and look into this in more detail. Now, the people that get the credit for this, see, D'Souza's the filmmaker, and he's a great guy. Don't misunderstand me. But he's not the guy that brought the the goods or the evidence. True the Vote is a group that did so uh, with Catherine Engelbrecht. All right, she's with True the Vote. Uh, Also, Greg Phillips. Now, Greg Phillips has a 40-year background, ladies and gentlemen, collection or election intelligence, data mining, and analyzing data. Now, True the Vote started in 2010 as a, quote, watchdog organization, uh, as they have more intelligence than anybody in the world when it comes to elections, ladies and gentlemen, more than anybody. Okay, these are seasoned veterans in these spaces doing the digging Uh, And then uh, Dinesh, the filmmaker, puts it all together, right? Dinesh tells the story. These guys bring the facts, Chris.
2: Yes. Yeah, Dinesh does a wonderful job. What I like about his approach, he doesn't um, get overly excited. He just presents it very scientifically, very as a matter of factly, in a way that, that most people would not be offended by. And he does present the evidence, and he does crunch the numbers. You know, everything's there it answers every one of your questions or every one of your doubts <clears throat> or your uh, your accusations or rationalizations i mean all those will be dispelled just watch the movie pay the 30 bucks it's it's worth the future of this republic sam and then share it well, with others. well that's also
1: it's also worth supporting groups like salemnow.com which is salem media's film um, website where they have different films that you can buy it's kind of like they're offering in the political world documentary style um, of, of some of the other uh, movie-watching services. It's very good. But Salem, now, we got to support the people that have put this all together, folks. Okay, look, it took a couple of million bucks just to get all the cell phone data. They had to buy it, right, to prove this. Okay, this stuff isn't cheap to do. For me to be on okay. the radio right now and highlight this and summarize this to the degree we're doing is very expensive. It isn't all free. I know you guys want to believe that everything is just happening, and all you got to do is sit back in your armchair and drink your Coke Zero, and, hey, it all just comes to you. Uh, it, it isn't that isn't the way it works. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. And well, people's lives are being threatened right now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we just got an, uh, a, a news report from World Net Daily. Our buddy uh, Art Moore over there just released a report last night. Listen, 2000 Mules investigator Greg Phillips, Georgia officials are now intimidating my witnesses. And I believe that somebody's going to get killed if they're not careful. Artmore, with the details. Greg is basically saying, look, he went to those election officials in Georgia a year ago, briefed them on all his evidence. They did nothing. Election officials in Georgia. This is Republican and Democrat. Did nothing. And then Donald Trump in a rally mentioned the work that 2,000 Mules has done. And said, hey, there's vote fraud. Well, then a couple of days before the movie was released— uh, the Georgia election officials subpoenaed his witnesses, subpoenaed his sources, and then said he had to um, uh, swear out an affidavit. I'll have to look at the term they use for it. What is it called? Um, basically, subpoenaed all this stuff. And the question is, this is a very dangerous escalation. Why are they trying to subpoena information from Greg? Why do they do nothing for four to six months? Then all of a sudden they attack Greg? It's not a legitimate investigation. It's a desire to manipulate the witnesses. The witnesses came forward because they were promised that they would never be revealed. They were promised their identities would be protected. Yeah. Yeah, they now, want Greg those Greg says they can dead, subpoena him. Greg says Good. they can subpoena
2: him and do whatever they
1: want, but he will not give up the sources even if they lock him up.
2: Chris. Yeah, cuz they could be dead the next day. And wisely so. I mean, he'll go to his grave not divulging that information and he should Uh, now this is really
1: important though why are they subpoenaing all this information i called several different sheriffs deputies and different people last night to find out what would be the reason is there a logical reason is there any value in subpoenaing greg's information Remember the FBI can get involved in this, the Justice Department, the election state officials, and they can all dig in and get their own evidence. They could document their own mules. They could or are they are state officials intimidating ballot trafficking witnesses. Is that what's going on? I don't know. But I look at this, ladies and gentlemen, and I go, what would be the value? Okay. Now, Donald Trump mentioned true the votes trafficking probe in a rally and then they attacked him GDI that's Georgia Department of Investigations Rick Reynolds oh I guess it's Vic Reynolds sorry Vic Reynolds said the evidence doesn't merit a government investigation well if it doesn't merit a government investigation why do you got a subpoena great stuff (laughs) right good point Good point. Right. Then True the Vote made a complaint to the Georgia Secretary of State, but of course nothing happened. They then issued subpoenas compelling True the Vote and Greg Phillips to turn over, right? Listen, documents, recordings, and names related to ballot trafficking. They also are requiring depositions from Catherine and Greg. Why? Why do you need a deposition from those guys? So now you got the Georgian officials on the warpath against Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. Why? You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
7: I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking.
5: Smoking, if you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient
2: to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God and the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
6: I want to dedicate this song
1: to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. I'm going to double down, my dear fellow Americans, and tell you Greg Phillips is an American hero. He says you can cuff me, but I won't give up my sources, and I won't betray the witnesses that came to me in confidence. I will not do it. Amen to Greg. But my question is, why are the Georgian election officials in the first place trying to get statements from Greg? Why are they trying to get evidence or resources or names or places or people? or Why do they want a deposition from Greg and Catherine?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, what they do is get depositions from criminals. Chris? Well, yeah. In in the eyes of a lot of government uh, bureaucrats and politicians, they are criminals because they're exposing the fraud that the politicians refuse to do or the bureaucrats. And that is a crime now in this country with our two, two-tiered two judicial system, Sam. You, know, you and I know – and if they can make an, uh, an example out of Greg Phillips and out of Catherine Engelbrecht – just like they did with Dinesh D'Souza. Remember when Dinesh D'Souza gave too much um, money as a campaign donation to a candidate? And they, they ended up – I mean it's something that routine, re, routinely happens throughout the nation during every election cycle. But they just happened to enforce that law on Dinesh. They've got to make an example of people who dare to call the government out on their fraud and expose things that are happening that we they would rather keep secret. And we're gonna we're gonna publicize this to the hilltops, Sam. And we're gonna hopefully uh, on a grassroots basis we can get this out. But you know you're right. They've got two thousand people that they could um, uh, demand depositions from. They could indict them. There's enough evidence there. Well, now why right now
1: we... Greg won't turn over his evidence, and neither will Catherine. And I think wisely so because I think the fix is in for Greg. At least according to the government, they want to take down Greg, and they want to take down Catherine, and they want to take down Dinesh over this thing. But look, let's say that the government was honest and moral and right and true. They could do their own investigation. They could ask Greg for a little bit of consulting help and say, hey, we want to know how you kind of honed in on these people. What if the government finds, um, you know, 3,000 mules? And what if then uh, they say we are prosecuting these 3,000, but we need your help? If you have more criminals, we need to know, Greg. If they did the right thing, Greg might be willing to cooperate at some point. And then maybe if they look at the two data sets the independent investigation of the government and then Greg and, and Catherine's investigation, uh, they might be able to come back and say, listen, in our dragnet, we caught, you know, 2,000. Greg caught 2,000. Believe it or not, some of the names overlap. Fine. We already got them. But now there's an added 500 or 1,000 to the list or something. See, if they were genuinely wanting to get to the bottom of this, was, those are the things that would be happening. You would want to either, one, hire Greg as a consultant to, to support your efforts uh, to get a little bit of intel on how they did it and what what – you know, what methodologies were used, et cetera in detail. Or you might say, Greg, we appreciate your evidence. We wanna keep your data set separate from ours. We wanna do our own investigation and we wanna compare at the end. But you would never, ever subpoena Greg, subpoena Catherine and say, we need sworn depositions from you. We wanna know your sources. We wanna know the names of the mules. We wanna know everything from you. Why would they do that,
2: Chris? Yeah, well, they're gonna uh, further condemn themselves. If they do that, uh, you know, and the justice may not be administered to these corrupt officials uh, immediately, but uh, ultimately, uh, God's justice will be administered. To, and um, they may go to, uh, Catherine and Greg and Dinesh may go back to jail. I don't know. I hope not. Um, and if, if that ever happens, I hope that it's publicized throughout the land because. Amen. Well, it.
1: ladies and gentlemen, here's the key though.
2: You know, I appreciate Catherine Elbrecht, uh, I'm sorry, Engelbrecht.
1: Uh, and I appreciate the rest of Souza. Uh, and I appreciate uh, the efforts of all of these people, right? There's a lot of people behind the scenes that made this happen that are not named either. But I'm um, you know supportive of Greg Phillips. These people are heroes, but if we do nothing, they'll be hung out to dry folks. The government's after them. You just saw last night while we were preparing for this show, they literally released, hey, they're subpoenaing Greg's information. Catherine's information. They're not going after the mules. They're going after Greg and Catherine right now. Okay, this has got to stop, folks. So what can be done is the real bottom line. What can happen? What can we do? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've been making some phone calls and working behind the scenes pretty hard while y'all were sleeping, right? And I got a hold of Catherine, and I got a hold of Greg, and they're going to be on the simulcast of Liberty Roundtable Live and the Sheriff Mac Show Tuesday morning. Furthermore, we're going to the Freedom Fest, and we are going to blow this thing up. Do you think Sam Bushman, Sheriff Richard Mack, and others at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association might be able to deliver on the clarion call by Dinesh in the movie at about 57 minutes after that says, hey, it's now time for law enforcement to get involved? What if we go ahead and just do that? What if we bring law enforcement and these investigators together together? And uh, the first thing we need to do is open up an investigation into, you ready, who? Yeah, we need to investigate vote fraud all over the country in all 3,000-plus counties. I get it, Chris. But you know who we need to investigate first?
2: Oh, boy. That's a long, long list. Who are you thinking of, The Georgia
1: election officials. There you go. Why are the Georgia election officials trying to attack Catherine? And why are they trying to attack Greg? Why are they subpoenaing all their information? Um, It's witness intimidation because now all the witnesses are panicking, going, oh, my gosh, I hope Greg and Catherine don't break because they're going to turn me in now. And, okay, now the problem is they don't know what they're messing with. Greg Phillips literally says this, and I think he's right about this. This is a very, very dangerous escalation in this. I believe that somebody's going to get killed if they're not careful. Phillips said. Now, he's not saying he's going to kill anybody. What he's saying is, when you start to do this, you've got 2,000 scared mules out there that might be wanting to attack Greg and Catherine now, going, Way, hey, shut them up. Right? 2,000 criminal yeah. mules at the least out there that might be after Greg and Catherine because the government now put a, put a target on their back, right? Oh, yeah. So not only is the government involved in vote fraud, but now the government's literally using the Georgia election um, whatever you want to call it, commission or election officials in Georgia, are literally pointing the finger at Greg and Catherine. This is a very dangerous escalation. Why would they intimidate the witnesses? Why would they intimidate Greg and Catherine? Why are they then doing nothing for four-plus months? And then once the movie gets released and we start to bring real laser-like focus on this, why do the Georgian officials go after Greg and Catherine? Answer... Because ladies and gentlemen, when you are over the target, you're catching flat, Chris.
2: You know, and hopefully if there is a silver lining to this, and if this if if they do indict them or subpoena them or or get it. They a, already did. Uh, Hold on, they already, they already subpoenaed already them. Okay. Hopefully the local media and hopefully the national media no. will publicize it, no. but they won't. But they won't. They will won't.
1: They? The only one so far on it that I can see, and I searched the news in
2: depth today. World Land daily is the only one with a story in us. Well, then, you know, Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, uh, Charlie Kirk, those guys are on board, hopefully by this point, right? Unless they're intimidated themselves. Maybe, I think maybe they're on board, up. and
1: I think they'll back it, but how far they'll go, time will tell. Remember, yeah. with this witness intimidation, with this intimidation plan, hey, how long will it be till the uh, Utah election officials are after Chris?
2: Well, <laughs> You know, that'll just hasten the return of the Savior and, and the further decline of this country if the grassroots people don't get involved. That's that's why I think this video is very important, because it can be used on a grassroots level, Sam, to uh, to get the message out to people like you and me and our neighbors. And that that's the only recourse we have at this point. On a local, uh, personal level, we can share this information, and hopefully— You know, with enough upsurge from the grassroots, uh, we can get maybe local officials and then they can publicize it. Like I say, I hope it snowballs. I got a feeling uh, that obviously the mainstream media is not going to latch on to it, but they may be forced to at some point. Um, Hey, Fox News and
1: Newsmax have already blackballed it and they're being criticized for it.
2: I heard that. I heard that. Who is standing up? That's a little bit surprising, but good news. Um, well, with Fox, it would probably be Tucker Carlson. No, nobody
1: at Fox. Tucker squashed it. Tucker
2: what? ain't talking. I nah, he's scared, dude. Uh, Try a chicken. You want to know who's standing shoot.
1: up, though, that surprises me in a good way?
2: Okay. Your buddy Mike Wendell, sir. Okay. Good for Mike.
1: Mike Lindell is doing a good job, and he's standing up going, what the heck is wrong with Fox? What the heck is wrong with Newsmax? They're all compromised. Shame on them. we got to get this out. Mike Lindell says, I watched the film twice, and it's a must-see.
2: Yeah, so I – you know, and I've I've hoped that our message would get out before, and it's been quashed at so many different levels, Sam. I don't know how much hope I have for this, but I'm going to do my part. You're going to do your part. I like the idea that you propose that we, we go to local theaters, and, and I would be w- willing to participate in that uh, process. Well, you I'll find a theater that will host
1: it and you. find out how many people we have to bring or how much money they want.
2: Oh, they'll, they'll do the, the theater. same. The, the, the last time I tried to get in, like I said, the, the, the theater was full. It was sold out.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about, though, that you can buy a theater and show a movie to your friends. At least you could during COVID. I wonder if they'll let us do it now. they probably let us do it until they find out what we want to show. Then they'll change their minds, huh?
2: All, All right, right, can you stay yeah, with me I longer, Chris, or do you got to fly? I got to fly, buddy. Sorry. God bless you, brother. For... I'll
1: keep it up, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg.
6: The price of gas is hitting another record high. AAA reporting the national average for regular jumping two cents overnight to $4.45 a gallon. Gas is up $1. forty-two from a year ago, and this driver tells MSNBC what many of us think when we pull up at the pump.
5: I don't even look at how many gallons anymore or what their dollar amount is anymore because it's expensive everywhere, everywhere.
6: Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn says that House Democrats are delaying legislation he introduced to increase security protections for justices of the Supreme Court. Cornyn introducing a bill amid threats from radical abortion groups, and illegal protests outside the private homes of pro-life justices. This as a pro-abortion rally is taking place in Washington, D.C.
0: today. USA Radio News
6: Some states are experiencing a shortage of 50% in baby formula. Elena Contrell, who is a mother, tells Fox & Friends that she is worried she won't be able to find formula for her son.
7: It's something that largely didn't affect us until a few weeks ago, and um, it's kind
6: of hit hard and fast, so it's been a little bit alarming. She says some parents are trying to make their own homemade baby formula. Some major retailers are responding to the shortage by limiting the amount of formula that customers. A Florida man is identified as a soldier killed in a bear attack in Alaska. The Army saying Staff Sergeant Seth Michael Plant died after he was attacked on Tuesday in a training area off Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson in Anchorage. A fellow soldier suffered minor injuries in the attack. The 30-year-old Plant joined the active duty Army in 2015 after a stint in the Reserves. This is USA Radio News. <music>
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, some would say I have diarrhea of the mouth and I talked too much and didn't give Chris a chance to do a proper outro. You're probably right. He had to take off. He's got appointments for business, ladies and gentlemen. Some folks got to still feed their families. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, Chris Carlson basically says, hey, you know what? Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that, Chris. You're spot on right. And I'm sorry I didn't give you time to do a proper outro for that. Uh, now, we're talking about how 2,000 Mules, the incredible film, helped Biden steal the election. We talked about D'Souza breaks down the numbers and show that Trump would have won in the five key battleground states. We also document a True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips really put together this reality check. The news, Dinesh D'Souza told the story in the incredible film 2,000 Mules. You want to watch it? Salemnow.com. go there do it get it done now um 2000 mules investigator greg phillips says hey now they're indicting me well they haven't indicted him yet they've just said you got to swear out an affidavit or a whatever written statement and you got to turn over all your witnesses greg says i'm not going to do it you can throw me in jail i won't do it i will protect the witnesses i promised them i would why don't you do your own investigation well that's what we're trying to do with the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association we're going to dig in and back this thing and say hey Georgian officials, what the heck are you doing? Why are you asking for this stuff from Greg and Catherine? Why don't you do your own investigation, find the criminal mules, prosecute them, and convict them for their criminal activity and vote fraud? Now, believe it or not, it's not only Stacey Abrams, uh, who's trying to become governor for the state of Georgia, very liberal, very extreme, get out the folk lady, but out the vote lady, but you know what? This is a very, very dangerous escalation in what's happening, Folks. Believe it or not, former Vice President Mike Pence now is going to campaign with Georgia's, quote, incumbent Republican, Governor Brian Kemp. Uh, So now you got Pence back in Kemp, Trump's back in somebody else. So you see a further separation between Mike Pence and Donald Trump now. The problem is that Brian Kemp is, well, he's in charge of the Georgia state election officials, is he not? He's the governor. Wait a minute now, you got Republicans in this too? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Why would Brian Kemp want to get to the bottom of this, huh? Don't know. But see, in my opinion, these Georgia election officials now need to be investigated. Big time, right? Big time. Well, so Greg Phillips, in the uh, article at WND.com, speaks out and explains what's going on in his own words. I thought would give you that sound bite so you don't just hear from me. Here's Greg
8: almost a year ago i did go brief uh governor kemp's office um his chief of staff in particular uh, as well as the head of the gbi and three or four representatives from the gbi um, a year ago and they chose to do nothing um, uh, it wasn't until donald trump mentioned this situation at a rally in georgia in late september that they decided to do anything uh, so they waited four or five months and then the what they did literally was go down, and rather than um, investigate and look at all of this, they chose to, to pull the metadata from the file and burn me, burn a couple of my analysts by name in the AJC. And you just can't make this stuff up. And now what we're dealing with is um, we made a, a, a formal complaint to the Secretary of State on uh december 1st of 2021 so what is that's been about six months or so um it was only a handful of days before the movie was released that they reached out to us except what they did was they reached out to us with some subpoenas not about our complaints but trying to get me to turn over my sources and the pe- the witnesses who came forward um and who came forward you know, not only with a commitment from me that I would never burn them, um, but with the expectation that they would never be burned. This is a very, very dangerous escalation in this. I believe that somebody's going to get killed if they're not careful. These people are stupid. The, 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 the investigator himself and the people who fashioned this subpoena are going to get someone killed. They don't understand what they're dealing with. I'm not going to reveal the source. I don't care what they do. They can cuff me. I'm not revealing the source. But why should we even be doing this?
1: That's the question. Why should we be doing this? Why would Greg need to be defending his sources, defending his, quote, witnesses that came forward? In other words, whistleblowers or uh, whatever you want to say. Why should Greg and Catherine be on the questionable block here? They should be American heroes, not under the gun from Georgian election officials, ladies and gentlemen. So you know what? In the film they called for, as you heard in my clip that I, that I put together, I got a one-minute clip to highlight this. They called for law enforcement to do something about this, folks. And so I decided that, hey, Richard Mack decided, uh, the leadership of the CSBOA decided, hey, why don't we be right at the center of this? Why don't we help them get sheriffs and see if those sheriffs will do their duty to investigate? So we're talking to sheriffs all across the country right now. And our effort is to use the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, to CSPOA.org if you want to get involved and join. would love it. But, you know, to use our organization to get to the bottom of this. What are Georgia election officials doing going after Greg and Catherine? What is Fox News doing, Newsmax doing, in blackballing this movie? Look, the movie made over a million dollars in just a few short hours, ladies and gentlemen. Americans are hungry for the truth on election fraud. Why? Because everybody promised, oh, there's election fraud. I'll give you the goods. And nobody did. But now 2,000 Mules has done it. They got the smoking gun. They have the evidence via cell phone tracking data and via video evidence with government cameras. Okay, They have the info. Now, what the mainstream press wants to do is dismiss this. What your government leadership wants to do is dismiss this and go, oh, this is standard in elections. This is no big deal. No, don't lie to me now. I'm not Judge Judy. Stop. Stop. Look, you have no business going to um, ballot boxes in the middle of the night over and over and over. You have no business going to nonprofit organizations and then to ballot boxes and back to nonprofit organizations and back to ballot boxes over and over. You have no business, ladies and gentlemen, with video showing you trying to stuff ballots into a box Um, And then they fall on the ground. You've got so many of them. Uh, And then for you to take photos of you putting the ballots in the box. Why would you take a photo of you putting your own ballots in the box? Why is there so many ballots? What? Okay. What about the witnesses that testify they paid mules to do this every Friday? Okay. The next step, you say, well, Sam, there's still some unanswered questions. Well, we agree. Look, the level of investigation that needs to be done to release a film and to germinate the real investigators to investigate doesn't have to be to the bar of conviction. It has to be to the probable cause level. Do you follow me, ladies and gentlemen? It has to be to the, "Mm, we smell a rat, something ain't right here, something, uh, man, my gut isn't comfortable, something looks funny. This is weird stuff. Well, Greg and Catherine and Dinesh have taken this way beyond that. They've got video proof and cell phone proof. They're just not going to tell you who done it. That's up to the investigators to figure out and do. We've given them now enough of the probable cause to say it's time for you to investigate. Well, the federal government won't do it, don't you know? But we shouldn't be looking for them to do it anyway. If it's in Georgia, it's Georgia's. Responsibility. If it's in Utah or Florida or wherever you may be, Kansas, Missouri, whatever, California, Arizona, I don't know. Anyway, it's those states' responsibility. Elections are precinct by precinct, county by county, state by state. They're not federal government controlled. So we don't want the federal government to solve it anyway. We want those five key battleground states to investigate, but we also want every state in the union. I'm in Utah County, Utah, a very conservative county. I don't think that mules could have changed the election. I don't think you could have got uh, Joe Biden elected in Utah County, or in other words, Utah County, gone for Joe Biden, no matter what you did. there's too, It's too overwhelming, too conservative, too Republican, too, uh, I don't know what you call it, Donald Trump, Mike Pence-esque, right? Okay, it's way conservative. But So I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the election in Utah. But here's the question. What does the outcome of the election mean? I think it might made a difference of who your governor is. Did Governor Spencer Cox get in office based on this same vote fraud principle? I'm not making allegations. I'm not trying to say the answer is yes. I'm saying we have to be wise enough, humble enough, open-minded enough to ask the question. It isn't a political issue. It either happened, vote fraud, or it didn't happen in the state of Utah. It either happened or did not happen in my county, Utah County, Utah or your county, whatever 3,000 plus counties across the country we're talking about, was there vote fraud in your county? Were mules used? Is there cell phone tracking data and video government camera evidence that vote fraud was committed in your state and your county? We are fixing to find out to the best of our ability. We need your help desperately donate to cspoa.org because it's expensive to get this done and we desperately need your help i am sam bushman this is liberty roundtable live
4: how do you know your child loves you when he calls and he says uh, dad why don't we um, go fishing it's just very simple but it it really counts they make a song
3: up and they come into our bedroom and say we made a song, and will you listen? To Our
4: it? next
2: year daughter came to me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every
0: night when we were growing
1: up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside,
5: he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. Hi. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you, I'm thinking about you. And I think
2: of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. And he came up to me and said, I made it, thanks. Family, isn't it about
0: time? That's all he said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
6: This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness... And between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com.
0: We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org.
1: Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association aims to help the Nestor Souza Yeah, to help Dinesh D'Souza and to help true the vote with Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips to get to the bottom of this. Was there vote fraud in your county? Was the methods highlighted in the movie 2,000 Mules used in your jurisdiction, in your state, in your county, in your precinct, whatever? We need to know. Because, look, it might not affect the 2,000 elections. It might just affect 2022 coming up. It might affect who your governor is now, who your county commissioners are now. It might affect everything, who your attorney general is, right? Who your sheriff is. All these things are affected by this, folks. Let's not be deceived, right? Uh, Anyway, enough of that. We're going to work on this, and we're going to do our very best to use the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, cspoa.org, to really help carry this ball. The smoking gun's here. It's time for we, the people, to deliver. Otherwise... You will never have confidence in your elections again. There's too much doubt, too much speculation, too much scandal, right? Now, if your county does an investigation and they come back and they say, look, we did not have mules in our county. Fine. Wonderful. We need to know that, though, so that you can be confident in your area, right? Anyway, there you have it. When the election officials in Georgia go after Greg and Catherine, it's a very dangerous escalation. I pray for people's safety. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. And when former Vice President Mike Pence doubles down in defense of Brian Kemp, shame. Shame on Mike Pence. Shame on Brian Kemp. Brian, why did you do nothing with this? Do you have election fraud questions for you too, Kemp? I don't know. I'm not trying to make allegations, but we need to ask the questions, do we not? All right, a couple of news stories before the end of the hour that i got to get to. Again, sometimes some of these really incredible, hot, hard-hitting news issues can just, you know what, fill the vacuum, right? We can't let that happen. There's too many other things going on that you need to know about. Elon Musk puts Twitter takeover on hold amid questions of, listen to me, Fake account, spam account questions. So Twitter said, look, we have less than 5% bogus accounts. And Elon's saying, is that really true? I need to confirm that because, man, what if there's a bunch more fake accounts than that? Now, some say it's a legitimate question. He wants to true up the reality. Others say, no, this is an effort to reduce the price of the purchase. Others say, no, this is a way for him to back out and not buy Twitter. I don't know what Elon Musk's game is, but I know this Elon Musk is a global elite rich insider. Okay. He's part of the swamp. Make no mistake about it. Every dime he's made has been government subsidized money of all of his operations, etc., etc., etc. This guy is not your friend. I know he's pitched as the free speech maven right now, but it isn't really the truth. Okay. The truth is that Elon Musk is not your friend. So I don't care if he buys Twitter or not. I mean, I'm glad that they say he's going to put uh, Donald Trump back on Twitter, but I don't even have confidence that he's going to buy Twitter. I don't know if he wants to just decrease the cost and get a better deal. I don't don't know what his game is, but I know this. He was all hot to trot to buy it and everything. It was go mocking them for not selling it. Now he's going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, Let me explain something to you, Elon Musk. You're supposed to do your due diligence before you double down and say you're going to buy something. Not after my friend. So if you're doing your due diligence on the back end of the deal, shame on you. Don't run around and manipulate the price of the stocks based on you're going to buy it. You're not going to buy it. You're going to this, you're going to that. Um, you're dealing with public companies here. And at some point the Securities and Exchange Commission should be looking at you going, What is your game here? If you really wanted to buy the company, do your thorough investigation behind the scenes quietly, and then go ahead and make your offer and let your offer stand. Don't play games and make your offer and and then they, you know, try to put you on the board because you buy stocks and then and that we got all this drama unfolding, every detail, but every time it manipulates the price. It manipulates the value of the perception of Twitter. At some point, if you're not careful, Twitter's going to come back and sue you for manipulating all this. Anyway, shame on Musk, and I don't even know what's going to happen with Twitter, but I just wanted to update this. I told you in the beginning this wouldn't be a simple buy. I told you that he might not even buy Twitter. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm telling you right now, this isn't a clean, straight shooting. We're going to buy Twitter, get in the media game. This is a manipulation until the cows come home. For what purpose and who's being manipulated where and how and what for whose gain? I don't know at this point. It's getting very convoluted. I suspect he wants to drive down the Twitter price some and say, I'm going to buy it. But my offer, based on what I've discovered about your fake accounts, your fake accounts is double what you claimed they were. Now I'm, I'm going to buy it, but I don't want to do so for the cash cow that we talked about. I need it for less. Well, the question is, will people balk? What will happen then? I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's a very strange Very unprecedented public case of a public company uh, that I think can get people in serious trouble if you're not very, very careful. And Elon Elon Musk, in my opinion, is walking a very fine line here. Uh, Whether he gets in trouble or not, I don't know. But I'm telling you this. He's not our friend and he's not the free speech advocate you think he is. He's a globalist with globalist socialist intentions. Write it down. Research Elon to see if I'm not telling you the truth. All right. Randy Weaver. Do you remember the guy? He was the man at the center of the Ruby Ridge standoff back in the day. He died. Rip Randy or prayers are with your family, brother. I believe Randy Weaver was a straight shooting good guy that got just in a trap by the government. The government always attacks conservatives, always plants propaganda uh, provocateurs around them and manipulates the news and then encourages people to do things they ought not do and then uh, literally attack. That's what happened to Randy. The government even had to pay out Randy, a big payout for their criminal activity against him. But now the poor gentleman has died. God bless his soul. All right, parents and social media reacting to organs requiring tampons in boy school bathrooms. This, I don't even know how to discuss. This is just sickening. It's psychotic. The okay, bottom line is they said, hey, these government schools in Oregon have to put tampons in the boys' bathrooms. And now parents and uh, the social media bloggers figures and everything else are just blowing up going, what the heck is going on? Well, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you let your government schools and your psycho-liberal social warriors just go to town on your life and on your family and on your institutions. This is where the culture war has ran off the rails. And whose fault is it? It's the conservatives that are all watching football. It's the conservatives that are all so busy they don't have time to educate their own children. Okay? Literally, parents and social media is blowing up reacting to Oregon, the state, requiring tampons in boys' school bathrooms. What on earth is this all about? I don't know, but that's where we are. We've gone that far. Now, I don't mean to be rude, but um, I don't know what a tampon is. Let me explain. Is it just a pad? Or is it one of those kind of pencil things? <laughs> I'm just talking about the form factor here to deal with, right? I don't know which one they're talking about. Have to be in boys' bathrooms, but I don't know what a boy would do with it anyway. Do boys menstruate and bleed? I, I don't even understand the discussion anymore. It's so off the rails, so bat crazy. I don't even know how to discuss it anymore. What do the boys do with tampons? I, I, I'm afraid to research that on Google for what I might discover, or what I might end up, what sites I might end up on. Right? It's just like what. Yeah, nuts on parade. Crazy as all get out. All right, Joe Rogan's in the news, ladies and gentlemen, and for good reason. He's lighting up Lori Lightfoot and her call to arms. He says, quote, what the F star star are you saying? Well, she's basically literally calling for violence. And he says, what the heck are you doing? You're in the most violent city ever. Why would you do this? You're crazy. Well, Joe Rogan's right. I agree with him, okay? I don't like his swear words. I don't like his vocabulary on the radio a lot of times. He uses a lot of swear words. And, you know, you just don't need to go there, Joe. Come on now. Uh, Cussing is a crutch for conversational cripples on the radio, Joe. Come on now, bro. Uh, But you know what? He's right on the point. But here's what I find interesting. How come if I deliver that 2,000 Mules is an incredible film documenting smoking gun vote fraud, and they're calling for investigators to look into this, And so we're going to help with the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association uh, get to the bottom of this and really investigate as what needs to be done to prove vote fraud. How come that doesn't make any news? Because I'm Sam Bushman and I'm nobody. And because nobody wants to talk about the the smoking gun. They don't want to talk about the elephant in the room with the vote fraud. But yet they're willing to tell you, hey, Lori Lightfoot, this whacked out liberal, is uh, getting kind of violent and Joe's, you know, dropping F-bombs, telling her to stop. How come that makes news? Because that's the way the mainstream press rolls. Folks, they love their own. Joe's one of their own. Joe's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, and he brings in the ratings for these people, and they love it. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about the real news. What's a more important news story, what I'm telling you about vote fraud or what Joe Rogan's arguing with Lori Lightfoot about? All right, Moscow now cuts electricity, and my question is, when will it hit the United States? They say there's going to be blackouts and brownouts across the country, so get yourself prepared, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, In my opinion, not only are shortages possibly coming, but so will electricity cuts take place. They'll say they just can't handle the load because of global warming. It's so hot, everybody needs A.C. Everybody turning on their A.C. just melts down the grid. There's got to be a better way, folks, than to depend on your government for everything, right? By the way, a headline says Texas calls for power conservation. After six generators fail, so this is what I'm talking about. Generators start failing, then they start calling for cuts. First they're voluntary, then they're mandatory. It's going on in Texas again. We ain't even hit the summer and the hot months yet, folks. Be ready, beware. I warned you first. Hey, how how good do you feel? How often of the time? What percent of the time do you feel good, Cameron? Just wondering. How often do you feel good? What percent of the time do you feel good? Ninety percent? Wow, you're on the rock star side of things, bro. Because the average person, the average person, according to a new poll, feels good just forty seven percent of the time. Yeah, the average poll forty seven percent of the time, and my question is why? Well, when you don't turn to God, family, or country, you feel pretty bad, dude. When you promote gambling and sex and perversions and uh, you spend your time on idle pursuits of comparisons on social media and you do all this kind of garbage all day long, no wonder you don't feel good very often. You got to turn to the right things, ladies and gentlemen. When you do right, you feel right. When you do bad, you feel bad. Got it? If you're feeling bad 47% of the time or you're doing bad 47% of the time, don't know, but I'm telling you, there's a correlation. Is it cause and effect? Maybe not, but it's correlative to say the least. Turn to God in prayer and scripture reading. Go to church. Spend your time with loved ones. Spend your time in service. Do good all the day long. Don't look inward and and, and whine about you and your pain. Look outwards and say, what can I do for others? Right? That's what you got to do. Maybe I'm just a redneck without a clue, but I always want to point to the solutions on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I always want to do my best to make a difference to move the needle towards the sacred cause of liberty. To move the needle to turning people to God, family, and country. To promote life, liberty, and property. To do all that I can to make the world a better place. That's what I want to be engaged in all the day long. I want to be on the Lord's errand. I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to spend my days in the service of my God and my fellow men. And you know what they call me for that? A criminal. A terrorist. A domestic threat. A conspiracy theorist. A racist. Ladies and gentlemen, I will not cave to their propaganda i will do my very best i will do my duty to god and my country i will focus on what is right good and honorable i will try to leave you at the end of every show with solutions in your hands and comfort in your soul we must have faith in god almighty we must have faith in our fellow americans and then we must put our faith into action by going to work to make sure we do all we can to be part of the solutions and part of the answers and part of the healing and the hope and the civility that this country desperately needs. Are you with me? Thank you so much. LibertyRoundTable.com LovingLiberty.net BridieOnRadio.com We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.